fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies. Welcome to Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies. So this is the show we take pop culture technology, turn it into a reality. Here's We do it with three very important people. Those people are as follows. I'll go with myself first, analytical mastermind, Daniel J. Glenn. Uh, probably the least important, I'll be perfectly honest with you, but uh, I say funny stuff, which is very important. Next to me, of course, physics phenom. Dr. Michael Denny. Yes. It's always Love a pleasure to, be to have here. you here. It's yeah. great to be here. You, you got everything we need um, except for the things you don't have. Right. Ben has those. <laughs> and that's Ben Seepser, our enigmatic engineer. Ben, it's great to have you here. Thank too. you for having me, Dan. You complete Dennett. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I worry about that, but okay. That seems, yeah. It's, it's it sounds true. perfectly correct. Thank you very much. Yeah. So this is going to be a great episode. We're going to explore the world, the alien aliens, the original alien, if I may, the xenomorph. And to do that, we need to really dive into the animal kingdom. But to do that, we need to really talk about what our favorite animals are, which I think is okay. important. So let's start with Ben here. I'm really curious, Ben, what would be your favorite animal? So growing up, I was always into reptiles, snakes, and I think I might go with the spitting cobra. Spitting cobra. Yeah, not just any cobra. The spitting cobra. I thought I would have thought you to be a king cobra guy. Well, but I was thinking cobra. that's true, but you know, as I've been thinking about, you know, yeah. the, you know, king cobras are a little lazy. You know, the spitting <laughs> yeah. cobra. It's got it's got the range. Yeah, it's got the accuracy. Sure. You know, there's a great video of or an episode of the Crocodile Hunter where he's trying to chase down one of these king or spitting cobras, and he's wearing a you know the biological you know, face masks that like yeah. surgeons wear. Yeah. And every time he even looks at this thing, bam, you know, the venom's right in the middle of this mask. Right between the and eyes. And if he didn't have that, he, he would have been blinded like half a dozen times <laughs> shooting this segment. <laughs> and I'm just, that's an animal that knows what's up. That is an animal that knows what's up. That's very true. Um, that's an interesting, and also I want to point out they were in the Raiders of the Lost Ark. There's yes. a, a king cobra there. Um, not a spitting cobra though. They should have had a spitting cobra because I think he would have been terrified of that. Well, he'd be uh, blind. He would be, he would be blind because he stares <laughs> just, it down. Just like the, yeah. uh, later on. <laughs> With the with the Nazis and the Ark. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been foreshadowing. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Three movies down the road. Right, yeah. Ben or Denon. You're, yeah. you're Denon. I'm yeah. Denon. You guys bad. complete each other's. So I know. I forget, I get you guys forget confused. And get us yeah. confused. Yeah. What's your favorite animal? So there's a great irony here, and this is totally unplanned. Okay. You know we did not talk beforehand. We never do. We never do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he went with the snakes, yes. the cobras. Yeah. Mine's the mongoose. The mongoose. Ever since I watched Ricky Tikki Tavi as a kid, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to be a mongoose. I even pretended to be one, like playing as a little kid. You know, you'd sure. imagine things. Yeah. The mongoose, it's agility, it's speed, it's intelligence. Yeah. And they could talk, according to the TV show. They had everything. Uh, you know, they had everything. Yeah. yeah. So I loved it. No mongooses. I think part of me always liked otters as well, uh -huh. the river otter, yeah. but the mongoose was just more exotic. I didn't really know what it was except for the TV show, okay. but they looked vaguely the same. Okay. So I went with the mongoose. <laughs> I never. I, I guess I'd picture you more as an otter guy than a mongoose guy, because mongoose, they have that aggression. You're very, they, no, the, the thing I loved about the river otter is they just like to play and have fun. Yeah, yeah. Right, and, and so there is an aspect there. If I had a number two, Yeah. It's the otter. It would be the otter. Okay. But number one, definitely the mongoose. Wow, that's very telling. I got to tell yeah. you, it's very, very telling. Uh, I like the I, I like dolphins. Uh, I'm going to put them as a number two since we're talking about them. But okay, I really like. When the were animals. we talking about dolphins? 
We weren't talking about dolphins. Oh, okay. I was talking about them in here. Gotcha. I got a lot, I've got okay. several conversations going on at one time in here. Perfect. Uh, but what I really like, I love the octopus. Yeah. And I, I would have guessed that. You think so? Yeah, well, you talk about it a lot. It comes I, up in many episodes. I do. Yeah. yeah. I, they're amazing. Very appropriately. Yeah, I think so. Well, <laughs> so, so they're, they're very alien in nature. Some people think they may actually be from another planet, uh, which is possible. Although there's absolutely no evidence that would support that. <laughs> Considering they have the same you know, biology as everything else on the planet. Well, there's a huge jump. There's actually a big jump in, in yeah. genetically. Still in, DNA. Sh sure. But, but there's, there's a big jump. Anyway, it's what people talk about, which is really cool, which will be a great segue into what we're talking about. Um, but I they have, they're extraordinarily intelligent. They shoot ink. They got tentacles. There's not really a lot like them, except the squid and other octopuses. Other cephalopods. Octa, other cephalopods. Oct and, and octopuses is the uh, plural form of that, which is always weird to me. I've been saying octopi for a long period of time. They're amazing animals. So is I ink better than venom to spit? Yes. Okay, just checking. It depends on what you're going for, but I like the ink because it lets them get away without actually necessarily having to harm the person. Mm. Okay. But if you're in danger, the spitting venom, I think, is much better, a much better choice. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, so they're alien. We're going to talk about the original alien xenomorphs. These things are pretty crazy, especially from, from a biological standpoint. Would you guys watch these movies, I assume? Oh, yes. Yeah. What's your favorite aspect? I'll go with Dennett first. Oh, my, my, well. Go back the other way. Personally, I just always like things in space. Okay. If you're going for my favorite aspect, I know we want to talk about the xenomorphs. Yeah. Probably not my favorite aspect. Okay. Uh, only because I also tend to not like things that are gross. Okay. And they tend to be portrayed that way. Yeah. But space in general and the idea of space flight has been a dream of mine forever. It's actually why I became a physicist. I'm not sure why I studied foams, if that was my goal, but right. that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> <laughs> you want to um, get into space? So I studied foams. Yeah. No, but that's the aspect of, of the movies I like the best, is that they take place in space. Okay. And I'm always intrigued by how people handle, whether it's the spaceships, the space flight, living yeah. in space, gravity, no gravity, all of that stuff. It intrigues me. That's fair enough. Yeah. Ben, what do you like? Well, I, I like the space travel stuff, but I, I'm also, like, whenever I, especially as a kid, whenever I saw a movie with, like, big machinery in it, that's mm. what really got, it was interesting to oh, me. Oh, the seeing, industrial part. Yeah, but really just seeing things that, like, worked. Like, I, like, I love, like, seeing machinery move and, like, when the ship's landing and the legs are coming out and... Oh, I see. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, see, like, the idea of, like, working out an actual physical shape of this object yeah. and how it would move and exist in its environment. That, to me, I really enjoy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And look, he became an engineer. Yeah. Very, look at that. Well, it's amazing because- He followed his passion from the movies. I went and studied foams. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> well, foams are very important to space travel. They are. Uh, so don't sell yourself too short. Okay. You made it possible for other people, just not you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I got to tell you, when it comes to those movies, I love the biological part of these things. I like the life cycle of the xenomorph. You know, when it, with the egg, the face hugger, just the way that even the face hugger is designed and constructed. I mean, it's this whole jumping, moving, reproductive organ, right? Like it's, it's, it's essentially the reproductive organs of the animal that move around and, and, and they you know, they find who they're going to reproduce inside of and they go yeah. after them. I mean, they're really devastating because yeah. they're scary in and of themselves. They have acid blood. You know, you like your spitting cobras. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They got acid blood. Um, and and DNA is really the key here because they're, they have this great ability to kind of incorporate the DNA of other animals into what they're doing. Right. That's yes. what I really like about these things. Yeah. They're a big gene slicer. 
They are. Yeah. Crisper and a face hugger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, portable crisper. Yeah. You, you know, and so let's talk about some of their characteristics here. They're bipedal. The one in the first Alien movie, which we're going to talk about, it's um, very human-like, but that's because of the DNA that yeah, it's, it's fleshed with. It's from a human. It's got a tail like a scorpion. We talked about octopuses, and when it comes to those, there are actually a lot of similarities between the octopus and the xenomorph. I'm going to give you a couple right oh. here. They're the antisocial, just like the xenomorph, okay. right? I mean, that's an okay. important part. I mean, yeah. they're very antisocial. Uh, they have a large brain. They seem to have made significant evolutionary jumps that don't show up um, anywhere on the fossil record. There was a study published about them being from another planet, but it's, yeah. uh, a lot of holes are, are in yeah. it. But it's a very interesting read, though. And, and in sure most depictions of them, they're face huggers. That is true. Octopus. That is very yeah. true. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Fair enough. Something yeah. to think about. It is something to think about. And the octopus has the strangest mating habits, which often result in the death of the male, like it happens all the time. But they essentially, they have to stick their tentacle inside the female's receptacle. Okay. <laughs> and it's a very complex maneuver. They can lose the tentacle. But it's also very forceful, the same way the face hugger is. And, oh, and sometimes they carry off the male and, and, and eat him <laughs> to yeah, wow. death. And they will strangle uh, the strangle the male as well. It's a very com you know, the very oh, yeah. dangerous thing. Once they're you know, once they're done with the male, yeah. There's there's not much it's just food use. at that point. Yeah, there's not much yeah. use for men in the in the biological world. But I think they're very similar. I think that the octopus might be the key here. It could be. Okay. So what do you guys think? Is that why you picked it as your favorite animal? It's not. Is xenomorph like number three after dolphin? <laughs> <laughs> no, the xenomorphs are kind of terrifying to me. Yeah. But I, I really like the way they're portrayed in the movie, to be honest. Well, one of the things that's interesting to me is the way you basically, I think, in some sense, take how viruses actually work, mm, which okay. is like utilizing other DNA to survive and build itself, combined with maybe symbiotes as mm. an idea okay right and kind of merge them together to get probably one of the scarier alien fake creatures that they're, i can they're think very of. real um, <laughs> well <laughs> yes i mean <laughs> as far as we can tell yeah. you know at least for the movie they may or may not have been real but yeah. in a movie one of the scariest movie creatures that isn't obvious on earth anywhere yeah yeah and yet is shockingly realistic in some ways Mm -hmm. That's what I find yeah. interesting about it, right? Yeah. Um, that it's basically biology scaled up right. in a way that you can, I think, as a physicist, I can imagine could work. Now, hopefully we don't have any biologists listening to us right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. I love biologists. Yes, but I hope no. you're listening. We could use uh, Correcting what we're saying rapidly. Right. In time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and to, to, I love what you said there because the octopus, the other amazing thing that they can do is they have this ability to edit their RNA uh, to, for microevolutions at a magnitude that is so much higher than, than humans or most other, right. most other animals in the animal kingdom, which does exactly what you're saying. They're able to make these small evolutionary jumps at a much rapid pace. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like, I like to see the xenomorph as, a, as basically just a... A, hybrid, uh, a hybridizer, like the face mm, hugger, mm. you know, latches onto you, plants an egg, and then that egg incorporates your DNA with its own DNA, and it really just needs to add on stuff. It's not mm, like right. it's, uh, it's not that it's generating 
it's not the alien, the, the thing inside the, the DNA inside the alien, like kind of like what Denon was talking about as a virus, it's just adding on attributes to your own body. Like it's adding on this exoskeleton that makes mm -hmm. you all tough and, right. you know, it's adding acid blood, which somehow doesn't destroy, it's probably updates your uh, blood vessels too somehow. Well, yeah, that, sure. that, that's, that's the tricky part. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it adds, uh, you know, strength and all this other stuff. But you still see, like we were talking about, you still see the original creature there. Like mm. it, the alien and alien still looks kind of like a human. The alien and the predalien still kind of looks like, right. you know, a Well, it kind of looks, it looks like, yeah, because I like what you're saying there is because essentially what it is is it's like a virus that adds its own attributes onto the existing yeah. thing. But then the question is, well, what does an actual xenomorph look like? Like what? What? Like could there, it exist on its own without the structure? Because essentially, it's building on the existing structure. There, there is no actual xenomorph. Right. They're a weapon. They were invented by the the engineers. Right. Right. You know. And in, in, in this, no. And that's a great point. But I mean, like, it's interesting. Like, could the xenomorph exist on its own, or it, so it requires a host? I think, I think it requires yeah, a host. I don't think like there is. I don't think there is a xenomorph. I think there is no true xenomorph. It is just a set of attributes to be added on to the thing it infects. So it's like a genus, like xenomorphic humanus or homo sapien or whatever. I, I'd like probably go the, the other way. way, like probably homo xenomorph. Okay. Well, actually, no. <laughs> I, I would Tomato, say, potato. So for me, yeah. I, 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 I would think about it a little differently. Uh -huh. The xenomorph yeah. is, is really the face hugger. Okay. Oh. Right. That, that's like the virus. Like when you talk about a virus, right. the virus is the, the, the shell that holds the, the genetic material that's going to do something to you when it infects. Okay. So okay. when we talk about the virus, we're really, we actually you know, don't think of the virus as being a living thing itself. Right. Mm. We, we talk Lots about of debate it. on that, whether it is living. No, it is. I yeah. mean, yeah. But, but we tend to think of it as more the carrier that does stuff. Mm -hmm. and tries to change you or use you to reproduce itself. Mm -hmm. I guess most viruses don't change you so much. They more reproduce. They're, they're using you as a reproductive right. system. A canvas. A canvas. Yeah. Yeah, but, so the xenomorph kind of takes the virus one step further and says, one of the ways I'm going to reproduce myself is first turn you into something mm -hmm. that carries this sort of life cycle on. Sure. And by doing that, I'm going to add attributes to you to make you more powerful and more of a weapon and... and to be able to utilize you. So it, like, that's why I said it's somewhere between this virus and symbiotic relationship. Got it. And, and I would call the, f I almost, you know, I didn't think of it until we were discussing it, but I yeah. really feel like when you say, what does the xenomorph look like? That's the face hugger. And then it creates this thing mm -hmm. that's a hybrid that's going to carry it forward genetically and at the same time cause havoc. Well, it's interesting because one of the things, you know, we take the science and make it real. And so a lot of these things exist, exist in real life. And so going along that, it's funny that, because how do you, there's a very insect-like life cycle. You have a queen yep. that's laying the eggs that have the yeah. face hugger. And then those become like the workers, like the, the actual you know, weapons or whatever. Right. Yeah. But there's also the queen that exists. So there's several different like types within that world. Yeah. It's interesting because then, you know, obviously it's a weapon, that's the, that's the yeah. answer. But, these things now exist on their own in the world. That's got to be a, uh, you know, it's got to be crazy to be living in, in, a, in an alien hive yeah. is what I'm but saying. But in my mind, I mean, it follows the basic life cycle of almost all the, like, parasites that live on this planet as mm. it is. You know, yeah. most, like, parasites, like, 
they'll in they'll like go in a fish, they'll like make the fish do something stupid so it gets eaten by a bird, mm -hmm. then it infects the bird, the bird then poops out the eggs and right. it starts all over again. Right. Um, or like a wasp, where a wasp like plants its larva inside of you, like the xenomorph, like the facehugger does. Yeah. And then it eats you from the inside and right. makes a new wasp to do it all over again. Right. But now with the xenomorph, that new wasp like also sucked up some of your DNA too, instead right. of just growing into another wasp. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess that's really true. I mean, it's funny how many things in like the real animal kingdom have that similar life cycle. Yeah. That not even in just the going inside, eating, and then bursting forth. You know, yeah. there's the uh, cordyceps and, and ants, which is a yeah. fungus. So it doesn't. Even, it's not even just just insects or you know right. or or virus or bacteria. I mean, yeah. there's fungus. I mean, all of these. It's there's a lot of animals that really kind of incorporate this. So it's not that unusual, which no. is kind of scary. Uh, the double mouth, which is one of my favorite, Amore eel has a double mouth, and the Zymotha exguia, which is the tongue-eating louse, mm -hmm. um, which this is an interesting, This is I want to talk about this for a second because this is one of my favorites. Uh, ben knows all about this oh, one. Oh yeah, these guys are great. So why don't you tell me about it, Ben? Well, so it's, it's this louse that when it's a little uh, larva, finds itself in a fish in a fish's uh, mouth yeah. and it's it, it cuts off the blood supply to the tongue yeah. eats the tongue yeah. and then becomes the fish's tongue <laughs> and so when the fish eats it eats some of the scraps but it acts as the fish's tongue so it's a very friendly symbiotic relationship yeah and if anything it's kind of good for the fish because it doesn't have to supply blood to a tongue anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an interesting take on it, I gotta tell you. You know, and it's the only thing that, it's the only animal in the animal kingdom that replaces an organ, right. which is pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's stuff and, like this that I just think is amazing, these evolutionary jumps. And when you, you know? look in there, you know, there's two little extra eyes like looking out at you. <laughs> yeah, I would, it's, it's, it's a little weird. It's very creepy. It's very creepy. Uh, when you see, they're very like, large, they're yeah. gigantic. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that because I think, you know, the acid blood is a little, that's a little difficult, but there are insects that also have acid blood. Sure. Um, well, I think also well, one thing so, that helps yeah. is, the, is to remember that acid is just something that's more acidic than neutral. Okay, yeah. Right, enough. yeah. And so it has to do really with its charges and how it interacts with things. So it is not totally unbelievable. There's a lot of materials out there that acid doesn't really react with. Mm, right. Right, it's not like acid uniformly eats everything. Sure, yeah. Sure. So as you mentioned earlier, Ben, having, uh, you know, genetically re-engineering the blood vessels is probably part of what's going yeah. on. And, and again, you're combining, you, you have all the original xenomorph DNA and you're just, well, you can look at it either way. You're either adding on the host DNA yeah. or you're adding the xenomorph DNA to the host DNA either way. But you can imagine if you're gonna replace the blood DNA, you replace the blood vessel DNA and, mm, and yeah. it's not so bad. Right. Because just because it's acidic doesn't mean it can't, I mean, the main thing blood has to do is carry oxygen and nutrients around. Yeah. Right. Right, and oxygen will be fine. In fact, when oxygen goes into water, it makes it more acidic anyway. Right, yeah. So, so it's not uh, that unusual. No, I mean, you have to think a little bit about, the chemistry is gonna be different in an acidic environment than a neutral or a basic yeah, environment. Yeah. But you, you can still imagine preserving the nutrients and stuff. It's a bit of a challenge. It's a yeah. little extreme. I'm not sure why you need the blood to be acidic. When you have things that can spit acid yeah. or poison. I mean, it could venom. also be, it, it, 
it doesn't necessarily have to be the blood either. I think right. they kind of say it is the blood, but it could yeah. it could be a secondary set of liquids that's fluid. yeah. fluid purely for... a defensive system. Yeah. So that you know, when you attack this thing, you get sprayed with acid and. You know, I, I, it's funny you said that because I was just going to say that's probably more, it's more like a security system yeah. because they go to slice the tentacle to pull it off the face in the first movie. Yeah. And that's really when the first time we see it. Yeah. And yeah. that would make way more sense. Yeah. Because there, it's, you know, it's in the, it's in the leg. That's what's holding on to the face. Yeah. And, you know, and with that, as far as the defense mechanism, you know, heart, red ants, uh, the Ogpister beetle, um, they, these all have formic yeah. acid, you know, lots of yeah. defense mechanisms. So it's not unheard of in the animal kingdom. Yeah. You know, it's it, what, what I like, I think tying this all together, you, we see lots of these traits in the animal kingdom. We do have the ability to kind of, you know, through genetic engineering, we do have ways to kind of keep all of this stuff together and to and to put it into an injection system which would be a virus right i don't know that this is that far off especially when you take it as in injecting and adding these traits onto it. You're, not, you're not creating something like whole cloth you know no you're adding it on i think this is actually a very possible scenario that's what's scary about it yeah mm -hmm. you know and and right now that's what we're worried about with crispr technology right mm -hmm. is what can we really do to people how can we really make them different? Right. Um, and so, yeah, the biological world, there's a lot out there. Yeah. And then it raises real questions of how you, how you integrate that in with human DNA and what you end up with. Right. I mean, yeah, synthetic biology is a whole other world, the things where you can create biology through technology. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's fascinating stuff, but I think, I think this is actually pretty, yeah. you know, pretty on this the one. horizon. Yes. Uh, Frighteningly one of the most more plausible things we've discussed on this <laughs> show. <laughs> you said that with a little bit of a grin. I don't know. Are you working on this at home? I, this, no it, comment. This, oh, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, so this can't be the end of the conversation. If you think you've created Xenomorph in your basement, we want to hear about it. Uh, ben, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, you can catch me on major social medias at bseepser. That's B-S-I-E-P-S-E-R. Denon, where can people find you? Well, Twitter and Instagram, it's at Denon Michael. Mm -hmm. Just reverse my name. Mm -hmm. But Facebook, it is Prof Denon Michael. You got to put the P-R-O-F in front of it. Got it. And it's not Denon comma Michael. No, it's, it's just Denon, Denon Michael. Michael. One word. Got it. One word. Yeah. Uh, so I'm in a couple different places. I am at Daniel J. Glenn on Twitter, uh, at the Daniel J. Glenn on Instagram, Analytical Mastermind on Facebook. And of course, subscribe to the show, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, tune in if you like the podcast version. We got all these episodes coming out. Uh, this is great, guys. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. Thank this is a good one. I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a good night. Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies is a Glencoe production and is produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. The Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies introduction was produced by Daniel J. Glenn and Paul Springers with music and sound design written and performed by Paul Springers. If you like the show, if you want to see the video version, you can easily find it G bt.com that's f triple you can find more info about the show you can see the video version which is at on youtube and of course the show is a podcast and you should subscribe to it we are on all the major platforms 
Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, and now Spotify. So subscribe, never miss an episode. And of course, if you want to support the show, you can do that on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Daniel J. Glenn. You can get access to an exclusive RSS feed for being a citizen of the fascination. We are going to have all kinds of little shows on there, uh, all kinds of vignettes, and even exclusive convention content. We go to a lot of the local conventions and we do panels, very similar stuff. Uh, Sometimes we talk about Spider-Man villains or Acme product catalogs, cartoon physics. You can find little snippets. We're going to put them on the RSS feed. Again, patreon.com backslash Daniel J. Glenn. And you can even subscribe to a newsletter at the bottom of the website. What is that good for? All kinds of stuff. You can learn about all the other shows that I do, but you can also come see us live. Sure, you can subscribe to the RSS feed. We'll give you the best stuff, but Nothing beats seeing the Brain Trust live and in person. And you can find out exactly when we're going to be places on that newsletter. And if you like this show, you may like everything that I do. Go to DanielJGlenn.com to find out more. Thank you for listening.